Down for the Count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialano. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, ESPN San Antonio, but more importantly, Brandon Big Poppy Medina and Dan Cialano bring to you the best show. Are you doing this with me, Dan? Are you going to do this with me here? Well, I'm a little concerned. You mentioned a name. I don't think you were supposed to mention. But okay. Well, well I don't want to interrupt your, your flow there. All right. Know. Well, are you going to do it with me, Dan? The, I'll do I it mean, with you. Here we go. Ready? together, right? The best show in the world. This is Randy Big Poppy Medina. That is Dan Cialana. We are here talking wrestling. We are. Wrestling, wrestling, uh, the South Southern boys over here drinking, mm-hmm. having a good time with you on a wonderful, yeah. uh, humid Thursday night here in San Antonio, Texas. But we are having a good time. Um, out Brandon, the gate, real Dan, quick. Let me hear it. It's Go. just there. There is a there is a backdrop here, so you can't see the entire. Yeah, for room. those. Yeah, for those of us watching. Yes. Yeah. For those watch, you know, for just listening, I have a backdrop here. You can't see the entire room, which means that the, the Cialana um, mansion. You can't the see elephant, the Cialana mansion. The elephant somewhere in this room, you can't. You can't see. So I don't know how much we didn't talk about this before the show uh, about how much of the elephant we're going to talk about, or if we're going to talk about the elephant at all. Uh, the, I mean, the the title of this show that we put out there is called "The Last Question Mark Down for the Count." The so I'm going to defer to you because you probably have better sense about these kind of things these days than i do how much of the elephant do you want to talk about i think the elephant deserves to be talked about especially because just like wonderful wrestling sometimes it's always good to go back to those independent promotions right dan Solana? sometimes (laughs) Sometimes, uh we get sometimes you you need uh, a break sometimes you think you're doing a good job you think you got a good relationship and all of a sudden they decide to tell you that uh good luck on your future endeavors Right. So, or in our case, get out of the building. You have no show tonight. Never right. come back. Right. One of the, one one of the two. Uh, more one of those. Latter. One of those but, happen. But without doing a full CM Punk pipe bomb, uh, down Aww. for the counts will slow down. Dan Dan for the counts over there, Mister Dan Cialano will not be slowing down. I know that. Uh, but. <laughs> For now, we're going to keep it not so edgy. We're going to keep it classy, keep it simple. But so everybody knows, we will be moving forward independently. We thank ESPN San Antonio for the great years uh, that we were able to do stuff with them there. Uh, I do think we'll be able to continue doing some more interviews and stuff like that whenever we can. I know Dan and I will not be missing any local promotions or big wrestling events coming near and to San Antonio, Texas. So all of Texas will definitely be planning. I know you and I want to be at WrestleMania, of course, this next April. Yeah. Um, so as said, I don't want to go too far into it because this is a, a big show. And obviously we have the CM Punk stuff to talk about, the Daniel Bryan tease to talk about, uh, the tribal chief, Brock Lesnar, so much. I don't want to spend time being petty. So Thank you to ESPN and all the great people over there. The not so great people, whatever the case. Uh, we thank you for the time. We thank yeah for you those for the- who are helpful. Thank you for those who weren't. Fuck you. Yes. Um, and that's um, I'm speaking for myself. And I'll just say this: we, you know, we were supposed to do a live show last week, and uh, one of the people in that building who doesn't care about this show, who's never listened to a minute of this show, I think, uh, no, decided yeah. the last minute, literally like five minutes, five ten minutes before the show, that. Uh, they didn't want the show to be live on the air. We were supposed to come back for the first time live in several months. And they told us to leave the building. And 
and you I, again, we won't go too far into this, but I, I have to say this sincerely, and I don't say this lightly. This decision was made specifically as to offend me to yes. for it was personal against me. There was no functional reason there were, that they had to cancel it at that time. People who made the decision, it was directly uh, directed at me. And we had people coming in. We had wrestlers coming in uh, to be guests. Some people you've heard of some new people and uh, they did it. Uh, it wasn't anybody you've me we've mentioned on the show before and it wasn't no. anybody uh and it wasn't anybody who's 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 been supportive in the past and have been Brandon cut up great people uh I'm right. sorry but yeah no I mean and it, I, you know I I want to thank I want to thank the people who are supportive but I don't want to get them in trouble but you know who you are uh so thank you everyone who's ever supported the show in that building and anyone who hasn't uh go fuck yourself Yes, and thank you to all of the listeners who have been with us for a while. We hope you continue listening. You are clearly here either on the channel or through our podcast. Um, please continue to feel free to check that out. There will be a break in time while we figure out what's the move moving forward for the show, but I do not think the show will be leaving off um, on a bad note. I don't want to leave on a sour note either. Absolutely. This is a great. Um, this is a great week of wrestling. You know, mixed emotions, but this is. I mean, we had to do at least one last show, at least for now, right? To talk about this great week we've had in wrestling, both in AEW and WWE. Brandon, I have to admit, I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong about CM Punk. A few weeks ago on the show, I, I said that CM Punk is like Jesus. We love him, but we'll never see him again. And I was absolutely wrong. Good line. I will but say I was wrong. Because of that, if you're watching on YouTube or on our Facebook page at DFTC Podcast, uh, DFTC Wrestling Podcast for Facebook and on Twitter at DFTC Podcast, you'll see Dancing on has been wrong quite a bit. Okay, oh, I've been, I've been wrong plenty of times. At least not not wrong in his views of things. I mean, sometimes it can get a little you know get a little dicey, but he's yeah, very much very much wrong sometimes on when wrestlers come back and if wrestlers come back i said then, edge would never come back and I that's why i want to CM say punk this would so never come cm back. punk and you mentioned edge which was the biggest one the yeah. most notable one before cm punk and i happen to have the rated r superstar yeah. shirt on so i think dan cialana i would love to um you know just talk about the fact that you are a legitimate mark Wrong. i mean all your life i'm a like mark you, like you, you buy into it, and I love it. It's still it. Like, real to me, damn it's it. It's still real to me, damn it. And you gotta love it, and that's why we love the pro wrestling sport. I mean, it's just you, you buy into it. Nobody thinks CM Punk's coming back. Seven years since his last match, constant, constant CM Punk chants, and they haven't stopped, Dan. I mean, they're they're only gonna continue now. I think both of you and I both thought, are they gonna stop? Is this gonna be it? This is he's finally here. Not anymore. But yesterday we did get. Some yes chants. And oh, we did. We were told to be patient and wait a while because that's someone else's gimmick. What did that you was think great. About so this? it was yeah, it was last night on Dynamite. It was CM Punk's first time on Dynamite. Yep. Second time on AEW TV. Shout out to and AJ Lee too. He shouted out his girl. Shout out to AJ Lee and uh, CM Punk responded to the yes chants in the audience, and then he smiles and says, "Hey, that's somebody else's gimmick. You're gonna have to be a little more patient for that." And you know, I, I don't think he's just trolling. It, it thinks AEW seems to have found a good idea in terms of how to promote someone without promoting someone's debut, and it's kind of fun to let the fans do the promotion for you. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's not out of the possibilities 
that Daniel Bryan will, well, Bryan Danielson will be at AW very soon, and I'm looking forward to it. It's like it's a great time. It's a great, you know. I just think Daniel Bryan is so talented, and I think he has a heart for WWE, and obviously that's where he met his wife, and he's got a lot of great fans there. But I just think AW, who Daniel Bryan would fit in much better there in terms of his style, his his goals. I, I really hope Daniel Bryan ends up in AEW. And that's someone else who we never thought would come back. Think about this. A few years ago, if someone would have said, yeah, um, CM Punk's back, Edge is back, Daniel Bryan may be coming back and going to, going to the rival company. I mean, this is, this is such a great time to be a wrestling fan. It really is. I mean, I don't, I don't remember another time like this. Unless, I mean, obviously everybody wants to bring up the Attitude Era. I think this is better. I think this is a better time. Um, maybe not as many superstars, but as far as storylines, as far as excitement goes. And also, in the 90s, Dan, if there was social media and there was the internet, I don't think wrestling is what it was in the 90s. I don't think if we had the 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 other options and other streaming services and stuff as it was in the 90s there's no way wwe is pulling the numbers and wcw is pulling the numbers they were so i think this might be the strongest time to be a wrestling fan simply for the fact that they're still pulling in viewership against the nba against you know uh nfl granted preseason against you know mlb against major television shows netflix series social media work i mean life i mean it's just WWE just had their highest grossing pay-per-view of all time. That's what they released, Dan. Did you see that for SummerSlam? I didn't see that, but congratulations, and I believe it. I mean, that is outrageous. So it is definitely a very, very important time to be a wrestling fan, and it all starts as unfortunate or fortunate as it might be. Listen, it starts with Roman Reigns. I mean, we've seen the guy be pushed for years, Dan. We saw four or five WrestleMania straight where he's just headlining. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it made people like you over the years be very envious and have some sort of hatred towards people like me, Roman Reigns, both of I, us. I didn't hate Roman Reigns. Yes, you did. At one no. point. Yes, you did. I've always All loved of us Roman have. Reigns. No, that's not true. That is not. Well, true. I, you get kind of sick after what there was times where it's like, okay, here he comes out again. I didn't like it when they were trying so hard to make Roman Reigns a hero when the crowd did not see him as did a hero. See him as a, yeah. It took years and years for McMahon to finally realize, okay, they're going to boo this guy, so let's lean into it. Let's not try to fight it. Let's lean into it. And I think it works. I think it did, too. I think it definitely works. I think when you look at things for um, not only Roman Reigns, but many others, uh, I mean, you look at Daniel Bryan, who's now moving on, but AJ Styles, for him to be as important as he is to the wrestling community after years and years of putting in work. And then you look at, um, you know, you have the names of the 90s still there. You have the Jeff Hardys on WWE. You have Matt Hardy at AEW. You have Big Show doing whatever it is he's doing at AEW. Um, but I think the young crop of wrestlers that we have today are just insanely talented. I mean, I am out of the young generation, Dan, what three do you think are the next big things? And I think Darby Allen has to be at that list. Yeah, definitely a Darby Allen. I think CM Punk wouldn't want to work with Darby Allen unless CM Punk thought that Darby Allen had a big future. Right. So let's uh, say let's say down Darby. for the count takes mm -hmm. takes some time, right? When we come back, whether it's in two weeks, whether it's two months or two whatever months, two it is. Two years. Whatever it is, 
when we come back and we start talking more wrestling, who do we think for the next decade are some wrestlers to notably be looking at and watching, preparing for their absolute breakout year? Darby Allen's in both of ours, for sure. I say definitely look at MJF because I think, you know, we saw last night on Dynamite that Jericho put the stipulation in saying that if MJF defeats me at the pay-per-view, uh, then Jericho is going to be a full-time commentator. And there's been rumors that he was he's going to kind of slow down and do that anyway. Uh, so maybe that's maybe Jericho with CM Punk coming in. Maybe Jericho is kind of like, okay, I've kind of come full circle here. This company doesn't need me. Jericho knows that him going to AEW when AEW started was huge for the company. Put them on the I don't say put them on the map, but it definitely was a big boon for them. Yeah, maybe Jericho realizes we got CM Punk coming in. We got a lot of new guy. You know, I've helped a lot of new guys get over. Maybe it's time for me to kind of go, you know, right off into the sunset. So I think he definitely sees a lot in MJF behind the scenes. And I think MJF is just going to continue. I think MJF is going to beat Jericho at the pay-per-view. I think Jericho is going to semi-retire and go to commentary. So MJF is definitely one person to look for. That's two, right? You wanted one more? I'll give you the last one. I don't want to be quizzed. Give me the last one. MJF is the best heel since young Randy Orton I've ever seen. Um, I mean, absolutely killer on the mic can hang with the best of them in ring he needs some work dan in ring he could be polished a little bit hey come on now but uh when you You, look at you want him to polish himself a little bit i'm just saying when you look at his in ring work it could be better but on the mic i don't think there's much there's much to work on i mean the guy's incredible however for a third option when it comes to women's wrestling those two are both in AEW: darby allen and mjf when it comes to the women's, I think Rhea Ripley's going to be on top of the world for years to come. I think so, and I, I would have said that about Bianca Belair, but I'm not sure what's going on there. I thought that was very upsetting at SummerSlam, the way that she Both lost to yeah, returning sure. Becky. I thought it was just a... One thing I've always complained about about the old Attitude Era was that there was too much of the competing companies actually like kind of reacting to each other instead of just doing their own thing, instead of just kind of going, okay, what story do you want? We got, we got to react to what they're doing. I, I, I would assume that WWE did not want Becky to come back in the way she came back, but I think they, with CM Punk making his debut at Rampage at AEW, I think WWE is like, man, we, we need to just absolutely blow the roof off the place at SummerSlam. So they brought Becky in, and it, it just se- it didn't seem right. It's just like, okay, she's here, and, and she was... We're, we're glad she's back, but then she kind of cheap shots Bianca Belair, defeats her in like 30 seconds, and even the crowd was kind of like, okay, I don't know how to feel about this. It just didn't seem very well thought out. It seemed kind of just thrown out there. And th- I thought Bianca deserved better. I really thought Bianca Belair was going to hold on to that title for like a year or more. It was very disappointing to see uh, her lose like that, especially in a situation where, God, it might just it might have just been a decision that was made that day. And maybe they'll fix it on SmackDown tomorrow night. Maybe they'll sit, maybe Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce backstage will say, hey, that that title match was not sanctioned by us. So they'll use storyline to kind of like reverse it or maybe do another rematch or declare the title vacant or vacant or something. But I thought they did Bianca dirty. And I know a lot of people did. And at the risk of sounding woke, I know a lot of people on Twitter remarked that the imagery of a white woman coming back and returning and and just immediately taking the place of a black woman who has been doing the work behind the scene while she was gone was unfortunate imagery. What do you think, Brandon? 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely unfortunate the way it went down. I think if I was at SummerSlam, the thought of a Bianca Belair Ronda Rousey matchup sounds absolutely incredible. I mean, that sounds like something I could get behind. Ten days, I mean, ten times out of ten, no problem. Um, however, a squash match is not what we want to see. That's not what we wanted to see. Where first off, I don't know how much great shape Becky's in. She looked very skinny. Yeah. Um, but Becky Lynch did like a rock bottom. Like there was no Becky. There was no Becky finishing move to be excited for. It was an elbow to the face after a handshake, a rock bottom. One, two, three. Becky Lynch's champion. I and especially, don't yeah, it didn't it. make any sense, especially since Becky, she she primed the crowd like we're gonna get a kick ass match. She said, "Let's blow the roof off this place." So, and, and I'm sure the the writers backstage would say, "Well, that that was her being a heel. She was at, doing a cheap shot." But I I, I think I, I know where you're going with it. And I think I agree with it in terms of it almost looked like we're not sure if she can go. So let's just do a quick match. Yes. And are we supposed to believe that Bianca Belair would lose? to someone who's the been off the pregnancy leave. The EST of WWE loses to a very much new mom. That it was BS. And what I think what they should have done, they could, you know, obviously for whatever reason, Sasha Banks couldn't be there. They, sh- they could have had the match with Carmella, maybe a short match. Bianca beats Carmella. But in while Bianca is celebrating, Becky comes out and challenges her for the next pay-per-view. That would have been perfect. I, I And I'm, I'm guessing that might have been their, their plan all along, but... I just think they wanted that shock value. They wanted that social media. Oh, let's talk about this, whether people are angry or happy or whatever. And I think it's unfortunate if, if WWE is making this or any company, any wrestling company is making a decision solely based on what's going to get people talking on Twitter this weekend, because it's not about just Twitter this weekend. It's about your long-term storytelling. And I thought they told a bad story in the way that Becky Lynch returned at SummerSlam. I agree, man. It was, it was awful booking. Um, but what well, was very good booking besides Becky Lynch returning, um, and they needed to do something. It was the day after CM Punk comes out. How do you answer? You answer with Becky Lynch? Okay. But then we see what happens. Nobody's happy. No fans are happy. No wrestlers are happy. I'm sure Bianca, Bianca looked very <laughs> upset, and she was very emotional. Yeah. But we get to see a ponytailed, jacked-up Brock Lesnar return to cheers, not booze, yeah. to cheers and it looks like he's going to be a babyface against Roman Reigns. This matchup is very, very intriguing. Not because we haven't seen it. We've seen it plenty of times. But Brock Lesnar looks rejuvenated to be back in the ring. And it's probably because he got paid very, very wealthy uh, amount of money. And from my understanding, I looked at a report that said his contract is only for a year and a half. And it stipulates only eight matches. I would wrestle 12 matches for a year and a half if you gave me Brock Lesnar money. But then again, I'm not Brock Lesnar built, so nobody wants to see that. But, I mean, how incredible of a deal is this for Brock Lesnar, Dan? And how excited are you as a wrestling fan, honestly? I thought it was cool for Brock coming back. And like you said, we've seen it before. We've seen Brock versus Roman a few times. But this time it still feels fresh. Not just because Brock had the ponytail and a new look and he was actually wearing pants and stuff, but it's, it's a whole different dynamic now. It's... Paul Heyman's old guy facing Paul Heyman's new guy. So it feels like a fresh new, I mean, it is a fresh new rivalry, but it feels like it doesn't feel like, oh, these guys again. There's a different dynamic. And I love wrestling is great when it tells great stories. So I hope we find out, like, why is Brock coming back? Like, what is this? What are his motives in storyline? 
And how does he feel about Paul Heyman? There's all these unknowns. It's like, is he going to try to, does he want to win Paul Heyman back? Like win the hand of Paul Heyman back? Does he want to show Paul Heyman like, hey, you disrespected me because you went with this other guy here and I'm going to show, I'm going to kick that guy's ass or I, I don't know. And it, it's, it's fun to have these unknowns. We're going to find out. I, I think it's a good storyline. I'll tell you this. What I want to see, this is how I want to see it play out. Survivor Series, I want to see Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns fight for the custody of Paul Heyman in the ladder <laughs> match, just like Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. That's what I want to see. Winner takes the manager, kind of like winner WrestleMania takes 5. the manager, yes. The please. winner gets Elizabeth. That was never the stipulation, but it was always for that WrestleMania match, but it was always just kind of implied. Since we don't know when we're coming back, can I get you doing the Macho Man saying Elizabeth like three times real quick? Elizabeth! Elizabeth! I love you! That was incredible. Wow. I mean, absolute Academy Award for Dan Cialana. Um, But I agree with you, man. I think this is exciting stuff. It feels fresh. It feels... It made me hyped, and I did not expect to be hyped because I am the biggest Brock Lesnar hater, but Dan Cialana yeah. is the biggest Brock Lesnar apologist, so it just That's makes sense. I'm not it just makes sense. You just make things up. I'm not making anything up. Listen, we have you on record saying AEW is going to fail. We had that, right, a few shows ago. Yeah. We have you on record Out of context. being wrong about CM Punk and Edge's return in context, yeah. and now we have you being an apologist for Brock Lesnar after absolutely hating him. Dan. I'd the, kick me out of a building, too. I, I, okay. I get it, Dan. But what do you think the reaction is now, Dan, with Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch now in the fold? We have CM Punk. Daniel Bryan's kind of the last domino to fall, but there's a domino we haven't talked about on the show yet, and that is Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Dan? Adam Cole, is he staying at NXT? No contract signed as of today's recording on Thursday. Uh, and today is August 26th. No contract signed. His, his fiance, girlfriend, wife, whatever. Britt Baker over there at AEW is tearing it up. Would you like to see Adam Cole make that jump or is enough enough? What are you thinking, Dan? I, you know, from, from a wrestler's point of view, obviously I'm not a wrestler, but I'm trying to get ahead of a wrestler. I would, if I was an upcoming wrestler, I would, I, I don't know why I would ever stay at WWE if I had the chance to go to AEW. The only, there's only one reason I would ever, as a wrestler, if I was in WWE, big money. stay in WWE, is that I would hope to someday main event WrestleMania. But to be honest, Brandon, I don't, I don't, I don't know if people, do they, I don't know if a lot of wrestlers even care. I don't care. think they really care. Adam Cole hasn't. Adam Cole, honestly, his chances are are very much low on main eventing WrestleMania. So maybe maybe you figure like I'm never going to headline WrestleMania, and I've seen so many of my friends get mistreated by this company. Yeah, and Adam Cole is well what? Leave. Again, no disrespect to any of our listeners, but Adam Cole's like what five seven, five eight, five nine, maybe. Like, yeah. He's not going to main event WrestleMania. There's no way. You're not Rey Mysterio. It's not going to happen. Vince is not going to put that on WrestleMania's main event. I hope everybody leaves. And that's one thing. That's one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should say it. That's one thing. There's one relief of, of taking a pause, at least from this show, is that I know we're not going to be able to interview WWE wrestlers. I assume we won't. And it was always a little bit awkward to pretend that we like Monday, Monday Night, Night Raw, Raw. <laughs> or even NXT with these reps. Because it, it's, you don't want to be polite. I'm not going to ask them to bash their. <laughs> their employers, but yeah, of course. I'm always want to be like, okay, blink Even once. Even though Dan jumps on it. <laughs> does even yeah, beforehand, I, but yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I feel. I mean, some of the people we've we've rest, we've in, wrestled, we've interviewed wrestlers from WWE. Sometimes I feel sorry for them. I'm like, are you okay? I want to be like, are you okay? Are you okay? We can help you. 
we can save you. Um, but you know, I, I, if why would Adam Cole stay in NXT? NXT is not even NXT anymore. The bloom is off the rose, as they say. Is that what they say? The bloom. Is the bloom off is off the, the rose. rose. That sounds like an old person's quote. That may that might be. I am an old person. That 41. might be legitimate. But okay, but listen, like, why but would you're you a young NXT? soul, man? You're a young soul. Yeah, okay. Why would I? Why would I stay at NXT if I was Adam Cole or anybody else? It's not it, NXT. Do you remember the the glory days of NXT? Just a few years ago, where NXT was like this, like this underground type brand and you had to you in order to see nxt you had to go to a house show if you were lucky like at the majestic theater or something or yep. you had to be in florida at, at full sail university right so it had like this underground kind of tribe feel to it it was kind of like our little secret if you're an nxt fan and i i know i had friends i'm sure you had friends too where they watched nxt but they did not watch the main product of wwe yep and then damn it as soon as nxt moved to usa network it wasn't that, underground that feeling, anymore. That, yeah, that feeling was gone. That it just seems gone. like it's just a different show. Yeah. It's just a different show, but then it's a lower show, but it's not lower, and we don't know why we have this other show, where before it was clear, like, this is a developmental show. It's not live. Or we're you know, we're going to record. We're going to put you on WWE Network and have a lower profile, and then we're going to do our takeover events, and the takeover is we're, we have to just show everybody who's boss. There was times before we did this show, before we started the show in 2019, where... I never ever watched the NXT show, but I never missed a takeover because the takeovers were so good. Yep. But now it's just like, damn it. NXT is just sort of like just another WWE show out there with NXT UK or SmackDown and from what main I events. It's just all these one of these random content shows that doesn't isn't special anymore. I missed Takeover. I didn't watch it, but from what I hear is that UK championship match was a ten out of ten. It was incredible. Yeah. I, I did not it. watch it either, I gotta, but I want to see I gotta that. I got to go check it out. I got to go check it out. But I'm excited to but, check it but out. Hold but hold on, Brandon. Think about that. You and I just didn't even bother watching TakeOver. I could not imagine. Well, I was, I was busy, but yes. You were right. busy. I know. You got, a, you got a wife and baby and everything. Right. right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You're right. Gainful employment. I get it. But for me, you know, it's like, but even a couple of years ago, I couldn't imagine missing a TakeOver. Yeah, because they were because it was like because those were the shows that everybody was talking about. Well, if you missed back a takeover, in the day with Johnny Gargano versus versus Ciampa, like you never missed it. But now it's just kind of like, eh. I mean, forget that. You you watched the greatest women's wrestling match of all time with with Sasha Banks and Bailey too at Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, massive pops all the way through. But, but are yeah, those days right. over? Are those well, days over? I well, think they're over, and that's why I think Adam Cole should leave NXT because I think NXT has peaked. NXT has peaked. Right. You heard it here first. Dan Cilana yeah. said it. Dan Cilana also said Velveteen Dream was going to be the next big thing, as well as Matt Riddle. And Dana Brooke. And Dana, Dana Brooke. Brooke. I said Dana Brooke was going to take over 2020. But instead, coronavirus took over 2020 and 2021. So Dana Brooke, zero, Corona two. Uh, but uh, when you look at things as they stand, I don't think NXT is done. I think NXT being the, the catapult to superstardom is done. I mean... There's so many that came through NXT that we thought were going to be stars, Dan. We thought Gargano, when they were coming on the Raw, was going to be a star. Ciampa could not stay healthy. But then you look at Nakamura, wins the Royal Rumble, goes on to fight AJ Styles at WrestleMania. We're expecting Tokyo Dome six-star match. It is not that. Sorry, and then you had the glorious one, Bobby Roode, who's barely clinging on to a job these days. 
You have Fandango and Tyler Breeze doing whatever the hell they're doing. I don't know how they're not in the cuts these days. They think they were in the cuts. Were they in the cuts? Maybe. I think so. I'm not sure. Well, Brandon, can you think of any other sport where or organization where if you're in the developmental league and your boss tells you that, hey, you're going to go to the main league, like half the people go, oh, shit. Oh, no. What's the incentive to do good if if the reward for doing well is to go to the main roster from NXT to the main roster and have your character and your career ruined? <laughs> Why would you do good? Even if, even if you don't get promoted to NXT, I mean, even if you're at NXT and you don't have any plans of going to WWE main roster or you don't think you're going to, you're still in the same company and company morale is low there. Have you ever worked at a place, Brandon, where company morale was really low, where there's a lot of cuts, a lot of layoffs? It sucks. It's a crappy environment. And the ones who stay and the ones who are who are still there have survivor's guilt. It's, a, it's just a crappy work environment. You ever been in an environment like that? I think so, Dan. I think so. I think I can yeah. think of one from the top of my head. But can you think of any industries that are like that? Oh yeah, plenty. But yeah, uh, me too. I also think Dan, there, there's something that comes with NXT pushes. You maybe you know, Dan Cialana thinks, hey, I could be the next the next Seth Rollins. I could be the next Roman Reigns. I could be the next Kevin Owens. I could be the next Finn Balor. I could be the next you know, you name it, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky Lynch. All of those are NXT alumni. I mean. It definitely has done its job, but unfortunately, if you're a Cowboys fan and you're a WWE fan, it is the same thing both ways. Yep. Until that owner lets go of some of the reins, you're not going to see success, and it's the same thing in WWE. Vince McMahon, Dan, as much as we love him, as much as the respect is there, and as much as he can be um, an absolute douchebag, uh, he's keeping WWE aground, but Triple H himself is NXT, and I guarantee you when Triple H gets full reign over NXT, that is a different show than what we're seeing today. Oh, Brandon, this may seem like a departure or an aside, but have you ever seen the, the show The Handmaid's Tale? I I know. I'm, of course, I'm familiar with it. I've okay. personally never watched it, though. So I, I started binging it last few weeks, and okay. basically, uh, you know, like the, the United States gets taken over by this religious right wing government and they basically make all the KTSA. The, oh, never mind. No, KTSA. Oh, I thought I was going to have the KTSA jokes tonight. Damn. Look, I'm proud of you. Hey, now. Yeah, KTSA. They think they think Handmaid's Tales porn. Anyway, so um, God, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Go oh god okay go for you it you guys yeah, know continue. how to find me anyway continue. okay so they make all the women they basically they, they reprogram all the women and they they make them just wear these these all these uniforms and they and they they teach them the new they make them new to do the new they make them take on the new ways of the new gilead yep. country okay that's what the wwe performance center does to wrestlers they say forget everything you ever knew before the stuff we're that gonna got teach you, you the stuff that got you a tryout forget right. all of that Everything that everything that you learn, your blood, sweat, and tears, going to the indie shows, making just a little bit of money, eating the cars, talking to people, everything you've ever learned, we're, you need to unlearn it now because we do it differently. And some people are going to be like, hey, cool, I'll do it. I don't think it's good for everybody. And just, damn, damn, damn. And I, I, one thing that's going to be good about pausing this show is that I won't feel guilty about not watching WWE very much. Because obviously I wanted to watch to keep up. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have to anymore. I'm free. 
yeah, I don't have to free, watch WWE. I, I can actually watch AW wrestling only. shows that actually care about me as the audience that yeah. aren't just paint by the numbers. Okay. I mean, Brandon, you know this is true. When you watch Raw or SmackDown, you can tell when they're going to go to break. Yes. You know, okay, they're going to throw the guy over there. Okay, oh, and you, you just know it. Like, there's times in pay-per-views where they do those same moves where I, 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 I literally start grabbing my phone because because i'm being trained to go okay when this happens when someone gets thrown out of the ring we go to a commercial break that's how formulaic wwe is that's how just like controlled and sterile and predictable wwe is it's hard for me to even argue against it dan um you're right man you're right it definitely is predictable it's easy to understand what's going on why it's going on stuff like that um it's very easy to understand and pinpoint transitions within a wrestling match as well as pinpoint where a storyline's going to go because they're all recycled and i think we both need to pause um for sure and if you are a wrestling fan we've said it for over a year now AEW is the show you want to watch but if you are a wwe fan and you want to stay a wwe fan there is no other show besides smackdown that should be getting your attention um, i think you can get away with just watching on youtube yeah, SmackDown. Hey, listen to some though, podcasts to get some more context. I will say, Smack. I watched the past two weeks. SmackDown is a legitimately fun show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely the better of the brands. But what does that tell you when the A show in Monday Night Raw um, is is really getting their ass kicked by SmackDown and people are loving it? Um, so I don't know, man. I think Rampage obviously going against SmackDown adds a little bit of competition, but I don't think enough for it to. Well, they, they don't air at the same time. Yeah, they air. They are after. But I'm saying. Competition as far as like, like time really, wise, like yeah. Do you really want to give all that time? Like to three hours, or, like I want to watch just, one show or not the other. Yeah, exactly. Like last Friday, like I forgot SmackDown was even on. Same, I I, I forgot it existed. <laughs> like everybody yeah. was CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, and I was like, let's go see what happens. CM Punk comes out, I lose my mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, now, Brandon, I, I I want to mention something that CM Punk said during his promo that got me kind of emotional, and uh, obviously he was making reference to WWE when he said this. If at all through my journey any of my personal choices or decisions related to my life made you feel disappointed or let down let me just say let me just say i understand if you all try to understand that i was never going to get healthy physically mentally spiritually or emotionally staying in the same place that got me sick in the first place man right in the field promo what a promo i mean the promo king i mean let him go out give him a mic and he can give out candy bars and everybody's gonna go home happy that's and exactly it, it was saw. real like that's the thing like the best promos have to have that reality to it i believed it i believed every word that he said and I, I mean, it was it was definitely believable because, like you said, it was real. I don't think that any of that was scripted. I mean, it was he was all over the place a little bit. It definitely was not on par with a WWE um, scripted promo. So you could tell immediately this guy's thinking of this as it comes. Um, he did say that it was probably one of the greatest moments of his entire career um, recently. So I believe it, man. I mean, I. I don't remember the last time I got goosebumps like that. The last time I got goosebumps like that of seeing CM Punk come back, I have to say would be, correct me on the year, I think it was the 2010 Royal Rumble when Cena came back. Mm-hmm. That was That's an awesome moment for sure, at least most recently. Um, that was probably the last time that I was like, wow, like 
that was dope. Like, that was really, really cool to see. I mean, there's a few others in between there, of course, when we first saw Goldberg come back, when we first saw Brock come back. Um, those are all fun, too. But CM Punk, this we've said it before, and we've, we've contemplated it. And I think now that it's kind of one of our last shows before we take a little bit of a break, is... The wrestling world has just been flipped on its axis, and we're not talking about that enough. We're not talking about the impact that CM Punk brings. There are fans and friends of mine who are now watching a product they've never watched before simply for the fact that they gave up on WWE three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, and now they see CM Punk and they said, hold on. I want to see what's going on over here. Now they're getting introduced to Darby Allen, MJF, Kenny Omega, who still to me is the greatest wrestler on planet Earth. Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, all the, I mean, the, the talent pool is insane over there. And Daniel Bryan will be there. I have no doubts about that. And if you Adam, think they wouldn't tease like that. If, no, yeah. If yeah. Adam Cole goes, though, Dan, I mean, how many dominoes have to fall besides Bray Wyatt before we all say, Bye, WWE. Like, you have nothing for me. Okay. This is an old guy story here. It makes me think about WCW when WCW was really hot. When they, I think, like when Hulk Hogan went over there, I think that was a game changer. I, I think this is close. This is close. Maybe even surpassing when Hulk Hogan went to WCW. Because I remember just, this, this, <laughs> this shows how long ago this was. I remember running into a guy in a video store. I must have been wearing a wrestling shirt. Maybe I had a wrestling, I was trying to rent a wrestling VHS maybe or something. Maybe you were just dressed up as Hulk Hogan. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I remember the guy was like, man, like, I love WCW. Like, all the guys are there. Man, we got, all, all the cool guys are there. And I think that's kind of what's turning into with AEW. Like, hey, man, oh, God, you know, like you can be running into someone in the bar. You talk about how you watch a wrestling show. They could be like, oh, or how you host a wrestling show. They might be like, oh, I haven't watched wrestling in years. You'd be like, hey, man, they got CM Punk over at AEW. They got Daniel Bryan. They got Bray Wyatt. Like, oh, hey, man, I'll check it out. Yeah. I, I don't know why WWE is letting their competition There's okay. Here's have the so difference. much momentum. Here's the difference. Hogan, Nash, Hall, X-Pac. Um, give me, give me some more names that were at WWE, Lex Luger, um, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ultimate mm. Warrior. Okay. Four of those names in Warrior, Flair, Hogan, and Macho Man way past their prime by the time they were at East WCW. That's true. Okay. So it was kind of like, it was kind of like the, uh, you know, the, it was the, the plan it, B. Was, it was the plan B. It, it worked. We have not seen talent this big and this much and this quickly jump ship ever like there is like viable me, talent viable, like viable talent. talent that can go every day not 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 you know not rick flair going to not, nwa god bless him but yeah I mean, what not, the hell is he gonna do over there yeah exactly not <laughs> nothing nothing like you know the lwo guys and you know Juventus guerrero god bless his soul uh yeah but i'm saying this we're not talking we're talking about alistair black we're talking about Possibly Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, CM Punk, John Moxley. John Moxley leaving that pay-per-view double or nothing is still, I said it then, I'll say it again. This was like a year and a half ago, two years ago. That is the best pay-per-view I've ever seen in my entire life. That first pay-per-view ever AEW did double or nothing. I absolutely enjoyed every minute of it. John Moxley leaving was the outsider's moment. I mean, when you have a member of the greatest faction since dx leave to the to the, the new promotion that was huge chris jericho being there was huge 
This is a legitimate competition. This is not WCW. I firmly believe, and I, maybe I sound like a mark. Maybe I sound like an idiot. Maybe I sound very ignorant as a young person. But AEW, on the traction they're going, it seems as if WWE is getting prepared to sell. That's what it seems like. That's what that's what rumor and innuendo is. And I, and I will say this. I, I think you pointed out the biggest flaw in my, in my analogy or my comparison of the situation now versus the Attitude Era in WCW. Back then, yes, you're, you're correct. When WCW was stealing talent from WWE, they were stealing talent that WWE didn't want anymore or that didn't have many plans for. Whereas older people, nothing wrong with being older. I mean, older for the time. You yeah, know, Macho Man yeah, like they 35. Yeah. And, but, and, but and, now, and usually but, 35 mm-hmm. is usually sometimes your resting prime. But for right. them, it, Back I mean, then it, it was just like, was not. Yeah. Well, put the pasture. But now the difference now is that, you know, so back then there, was kind of, there could be a kind of perception, even though the cool guys are here, the guys I grew up with, but it still seems like the older guys are here, like the guy, the guys that the other company didn't want anymore. But now it's like when you watch AEW, you don't feel sorry for these guys and go, man, that sucks. That they had to come to AEW because WWE want them. Instead, you think like, why the hell did WWE get rid of this guy? Yeah, it just well, doesn't they had make Rusev, sense. And now they we have him here as Miro or, you know, like all it just I I don't get it. I guess WWE. I don't know. But why would they get rid of why would they devalue themselves to sell? I mean, that's a great question. I just don't, I don't understand the plans in place because the thing is, usually if you're a business person, Dan, you give away assets to then gain assets, right? You're giving away, you're saying, hey, I don't need Bray Wyatt. I don't need Daniel Bryan. I don't need Rusev. I don't need Aleister Black. I don't need X, Y, and Z, you name it. Because I'm going to promote a Adam Cole. I'm going to promote, you know, a, a Tommaso Ciampa, a... You know, again, you you name the NXT superstar besides Karrion Cross getting beat by Jeff Hardy. So that's what I'm saying is usually you're giving assets to then gain assets. Karrion Cross is finished. It's done. I, I feel don't, so sorry for him. I don't believe there's a comeback for him. I that don't sucks. Believe. Do you remember when he debuted? That was the coolest debut I've ever seen. The in music and, he, and he, I just he like, is. He is finet. He's done. He's finet. I saw him on Raw. I felt so sorry for him. He's wearing a mask that was in that Pulp Fiction scene that we all remember. I mean, the guy, the guy. (laughs) I don't know if it's a tribute to Demolition, but it's like this red. It looks like Demolition. You're right. It looks like Demolition. (laughs) But red. Wasn't it red? It's red S&M thing. Awful. (laughs) Awful. And he's losing to Jeff Hardy. I mean, it's just, dude, I'm not. Karen Cross, all love to you, brother. You're done. It's over. You're not, you're not, you're, you are, you and Cedric Alexander, and you guys have a fun time on the mid card. You're going to make great money. No problem, but you're not going to be around. Long. And maybe he's happy with it. Go, hey, I work for WWE. That's cool. Sure. Sure. Making decent money. Like, I'm not going to headline WrestleMania, but yeah, like, hey. why not? Why not? And he knows, but like, so did, what's so, the worst thing is to happen? They could fire me. I'll go to another company. Yeah. Great. I mean, or go yeah. or do indie bookings. Yeah, and that's I'll be the fine. Thing. I don't think Karrion Cross has the name to jump to AEW. I think he has the gimmick. I just don't know if he has the name to make that jump. But and it's so disappointing too because when he first debuted, I thought, man, this guy's a star. They are setting this guy up to be a star, like probably one of the top entrances ever. It's just like it's so disappointing. Like, what are you doing, Vince yeah, McMahon? Him, what are you doing? Him and Damian Priest both had awesome entrances. Um, but they do. And by the way, congratulations to Damian Priest. Yes, congrats. Our last, friend of the show. Our, uh, our last he was on our latest. show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, last guest right. for a while, at least. And uh, he won his championship. So we uh, had the we streak had a, is alive. We had a streak for a while where everybody from AEW and WWE that was on our show 
went on to lose at their pay-per-view. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. You. You're key, you keep saying this, <laughs> yet every time I think about In it, they're all... Everybody that we've interviewed, after we interview them, if you do a six-month checkup, no. they're doing better than what they were. Okay, now, we but them. back... Okay, last year. Last year was no, a tough what, year. We Sammy Bobby Guevara Holly lost his match. She became a Hall of Famer. Sammy Guevara lost his match against Jeff Hardy. No. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy? Okay, too much. No, not Jeff Hardy. Now. See, okay, I had too much. He's beer. losing it. He's losing it. I don't know. Sammy Guevara. We had Sammy Another Guevara. Hardy, yes. Sammy Guevara on the show. Almost he killed lost that Hardy, to Matt Hardy. By the way, yeah. But okay. And uh, Thunder Rosa, she lost her first pay-per-view after she was on our that show. Was, that was that was because um, of Dan Cialana. That's not because of Brandon Yeah, Rosa. who else lost because they were on our show? Uh, for you know what? Years. I just thought about it. Those Matt two. Hardy. Yep. Wow. So those those three, you named three people that yeah. you interviewed without me. I think that's a Dan Cialana curse. That's 100%. You know, you're right. Actually, that's a WWE Dan Cialana curse. The ones curse. I interviewed solo. Because when I interviewed Drew McIntyre solo the first time he was on, he lost. lost. at WrestleMania. Uh, Braun Strowman lost on TV after I interviewed him. Dan Cialana has a streak of losing. Yeah. But then once you start doing interviews with me, you know, you got Bianca Belair. She wins WrestleMania. MVP is the leader of the Hurt hurt business. You have, you know, you have Damien Priest. Damien Priest. Um, Who else? Molly Holly's a Hall of Famer. Like, it's Uh, just. Bobby Lashley. We had him on. Bobby Lashley. A few months later, he wins a championship. So. I'm telling you, brother. It's. Maybe it was me. There's something in the water over here, but. Whatever Most of the problems streaking. are usually my problems. Yeah, whatever yeah. dance drinking, I don't want no part of. But uh, unless it's alcohol. <laughs> but um, it's hop daddy, hop daddy, hop daddy, hop dilla is what it is. Hop dilla. There you go. But uh, yeah, so when we talk about moving forward, guys, mm-hmm. uh, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Hopefully, we have Roman Reigns. We have Brock Lesnar. Um, we have Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch is back, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair. Women's wrestling is at its peak ever, period. Yeah. Um, wrestling is at one of its peaks. I don't know if ever, but one of its peaks. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Unfortunately, we're going to take a little bit of a break. But fortunately, we'll still be around. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on uh, you know any social media. I'll still be doing uh, my fantasy football show through ESP in San Antonio. And again, San Antonio without, Sports Star. San Antonio Sports Star, yeah. And without all yeah. the pettiness, great times. I mean, honestly, when we look back, no, great yeah. times and yeah. a lot of awesome stuff we were able to do. Um, and I look forward to the WrestleMania. I think we'll make sure to, to be there some way, somehow. Down I'll for definitely the count. be there, at least as a fan. Yeah, and down for the count, we'll be back, at least for that show, just to do a one-off or maybe we're back full-time by then. Who knows? But we absolutely want to take this time to say Thank you so much to the fans of this show, to the fans of Dan and I. When Dan and I first met, I was making absolute garbage. We were making absolute garbage <laughs> uh, money in radio. Dan was a board op. I was a new talent that was barely yeah. getting used. And I just one day, we, we, we talked after I interviewed the British Bulldog's son two and a half years ago. And Dan helped me with that interview, set it up. Um, as far as the audio goes. And then after that, we talked wrestling for about an hour. And I asked Dan if he wanted to jump on and down for the count. Go listen to those awkward solo ones before. Those were awful. Um, but I asked I Dan never actually listened to, to those, actually. I don't think I did. So fake friend. But Dan Cialana definitely <laughs> jumped on and brought a dangerous element to down for the counts. And, yeah, um, that's for sure. In good ways and bad ways. In good Brandon, ways I, and bad. I, you know, I actually, what, what got me to do this show or want to do this show with you initially was I had just met you at the radio station in 2019. I think it was summer 2019. And I saw that you had posted on social media 
hey, I got to interview Charlotte Flair. And I went, I went to listen to it because I'm like, that's cool. He got to interview Charlotte Flair over the, over the phone. And then I saw Charlotte Flair was in the studio, the studio that I work in, and I didn't know it. And I, I didn't go to work that day, and I could have met Charlotte Flair. And I told myself, this is never going to happen again. That's <laughs> so what happened. Charlotte I want to meet wrestlers. And that's always something behind the scenes I've always told you. Like, no matter what business-wise, business like, I have fun. I, I've got to meet wrestlers and talk to people. I mean, it's just amazing. Like, it just sometimes, you know, after a while, we get kind of jaded. We don't get really starstruck. But sometimes we do. Like, for instance, I remember just we were just a couple weeks before WrestleMania, and we're on the Zoom call, and then all of a sudden, Bianca Belair comes on the Zoom call. It was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is, I can't. That Bianca Belair is on my computer right here where I'm talking to her. You know, we got to talk to Drew McIntyre. I got to talk to Jimmy Hart's. Yep. Uh, that grew up with Jimmy Hart. There's so many people. Oh my God. Just to, we can't. Yeah. I mean, we can't thank to everybody. Vicky Guerrero, Sam yeah. Guevara, the, uh, uh, G- uh, the daughter of Eddie Guerrero. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked Guerrero. Yeah, Chaco Guerrero. We talked to Thunder Rosa, who's been a huge supporter of our yeah. show and of us. Thank you. And, and that is. I mean, it goes without saying, but from the bottom of our heart, thank you to Thunder Rosa. She's a, she's a huge part of this show and a huge part of, of San Antonio wrestling yeah. in general. Um, and, you know, to, to the wrestlers that were on our show, we appreciate you. To the fans who listened, whether it was every week, whether it was off and on, whether it was just one time. Um, or just tonight to see if I just talk tonight. shit about you. Yeah, just tonight. Uh, thank you for everything. I mean, we... Not to be sappy, not to get sad, but um, I'll get this, sappy. And I'll get this, sad. This was definitely my little baby, and it turned to Dan's mm-hmm. little baby, and and, yeah. and and it became something that was ours, something tangible that we could do, that we could say we absolutely did the first wrestling show ever on an airwaves in San Antonio, especially as big as as San Antonio Sports Star and ESPN San Antonio, um, and I think it's. It's unfortunate the way things have ended. And again, I don't yeah. want to get into that, but it's unfortunate the way things ended, but we're very grateful for the years that we did get it because not many people get the opportunity to talk wrestling for fun um, and, and to get some, and to meet wrestlers and to, you know, get paid to do this. And Brandon, I said I wouldn't name any names, but I, I do want to think, I don't, I don't want to go away, without, go away without thinking two people specifically. One of them is Rob Thompson. The other one's James Pledger. And both of those, there, there would have not been a down for the counts no. at ESP in San Antonio if it were not for the support of, of, of both of those, those guys. We had so much fun. Uh, when Rob gave us a show uh, a couple years ago or whatever it was, he, he just basically said, have fun. Have fun. Yeah, he gave us no rules, and, and we broke. You give us rules, and we'll break them. And that's what yeah, he did. It was, uh, he was a big supporter. Uh, you know, and I, I you know, kind of like what CM Punk said, I, I, I kind of want to. I, I want to apologize to any to to you, Brandon, and to anybody who just in uh, the way I part of the blame goes on me personally. I won't get into it, but in terms of the way I handled things behind the scenes and it made things uncomfortable, so it wasn't all my fault, but it, it definitely part of it was my fault. I could have done things professionally a lot different, and I apologize for that. I wish, um, I wish, I wish things behind the scenes were not the way they were, uh, but it it did. You know, this was an emotional weekend for me, both in terms of the highs, in terms of the wrestling product, and the lows, in terms of the way that our um, our business relationship with with the radio station ended. And it it just, but it's I think it's gonna be good for me because it made me really pause and realize that I wasn't prioritizing things that I should be right. both professionally, emotionally, physically. So I do want to take some time away. I think about Jeff Hardy when he says, "I you know, it's not goodbye for now. It's 
not goodbye forever. It's goodbye for now. And I got to go away now. Uh, ironically, it was CM Punk waving bye to him <laughs> when he said yes. that. So uh, I don't know what the future is going to be for Down for the Counts uh, or even for me or if I'm even going to do any media or wrestling media or whatever. I definitely got to take some time to just reflect. I, I told my wife recently, I said, if I continue the, the way I'm going now, I'm going to die. You know, maybe I was being dramatic, Dan, maybe. Um, but I definitely want to thank you, Brandon, for bringing me on uh, for Down for the Count. It was a blast. It was fun. Uh, we always just like it was always a dance. We never I loved one thing that I loved about our relationship here on the show is that we never like got jealous in terms of like, hey, you talked more to, to the guests. And I, I wanted to ask him that question or you. How come you introduced him or how come you introduced him? We never got that damn thing. It was just a dance. We just went for it. Yep. And sometimes sometimes when you're dancing, one person, you know, leads and another person will lead. I don't know. It just it just it was just a flow. There was never that ego in terms of like, hey, like do what I say or it was, it was just fun. And I, I hope it's not the last of our wrestling media. Definitely not the, the last of our uh, friendship. But, you know, I, I don't yeah, I don't want to say goodbye forever, but definitely goodbye for now to down for the counts. I yeah, say. And absolutely. I enjoyed and, it. and I think to end on a good note, you mentioned a dance, and I think with that, every song has to come to an end. Uh-oh. You froze now. Are you going to dance for me? Okay. This is awkward, Brandon, because I, I don't know if we're still on here. Brandon froze. Brandon, I don't know if you could hear me. <laughs> you talked about how you were going to dance. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see what's going on with Brandon's. Uh... <laughs> what an appropriate way to end down for the count. With Brandon freezing on camera. Brandon famously <laughs> had terrible internet. Brandon, I don't know if you're on. I don't know. I can't hear you. But we were about to wrap up anyway. So thank you so much for everybody who has ever supported Down for the Counts. And Brandon lost power. <laughs> he just texted me. <laughs> what an appropriate way. What an appropriate way to end Down for the Count. And uh, at least for now, that's the bottom line because Down for the Count said so. I used to tear my shirt, but now you tore my heart. I knew you were a hulkamaniac right from the very start. Right from the start, you were my friend. I'll see you again.